This is Generation Swap. While the world talks about a generation gap, we talk about connection. Our guests listen, guide, and encourage, helping each other figure out life. Keep listening for more. Well, welcome. Uh, Today on Generation Swap, we're talking with Sid Baxter and Katie Schneider-Thomas. Sid is a member of the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. Katie is a student at Aquinas College. She's enrolled in Dr. Ian Borton's interpersonal communication class, and we've partnered our project with that class this semester. So delighted to be here with both of you today. And I'll ask each of you to tell us a little bit, just so we get to know you, um, your life journey and how old you are. And Sid, if you don't mind, I'll ask you to start. I'm old. So we'll, <laughs> I'm 73 years old. I like to think 70 years, 73 years young. My journey has been, uh, I did graduate from the University of Michigan and um, I immediately went out and spent 10 years in Aspen, Colorado, being a ski bum, a school teacher. I owned a bar. I kind of did, did a bunch of stuff, came back and 10 years later and joined the family business, which has been around since 1856, 1857 in Grand Rapids and worked there for a number of years until I, w- I was involved in a buyout for, with my partner and brother-in-law, Am- Amiable. Um, and uh, then we had a grandson who got sick and I left the company and to be with family and, and him. And my life t- changed radically then. Uh, and believe it or not, we lost our grandson, but through, through probably one of the worst things could, could ever happen in the world, uh, so much good has happened. We, we've been able to do a lot of good stuff in his name. And uh, um, I've been able to be there for my other two grandkids. So it's, we've, we're doing great. We're doing great. Uh, Wyatt is uh, gonna go to uh, Michigan State and Lily will be a senior. So I'm, 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 their, uh, I'm the worst paid Uber driver on the face of the planet. That's, and, and, and I love every bit of it. So. That, that's a, pretty much where we are. What a beautiful uh, testimony to the importance of family in your life. Thank you. Katie, tell us about your life journey. I guess I don't have a lot to share just since I'm still pretty young, but um, I'm 19 <laughs> right now and I grew up in Kent City, Michigan um, with my parents and uh, did a lot of stuff in high school. So kept busy and then um, the opportunity came up for me to come to Aquinas and um, it just fit perfectly with what I was looking to do. And so I'm currently in my second year at Aquinas and loving it, it's great. Are you a communications major? Yeah, so my majors are communications and theater and I have a minor in German as well. Beautiful. What were your first impressions when you met each other? Katie, you met Sid not long ago. Uh, What did that feel like? When this opportunity presented itself to do this project as a part of my class, it just sounded like something that was really interesting and it would really kind of further what I was learning in the class. So it really just seemed like a great opportunity. So I was coming into this pretty open-minded and just excited to learn and excited to see what would come of it with it. I didn't really have many expectations. So meeting Sid, it was great the first time. He was really 
kind and really interested to hear what I had to say. And um, yeah, I, it was, I had a great first impression of Sid. He was a really nice guy. So definitely ex exceeded expectations in that way. Sid, what about when you met Katie? I want to correct or ask Katie something. I was a great guy. What 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 happened? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Katie and I. Uh, Katie walked into the coffee shop. I was there uh, already there, and she just has a lovely countenance about herself, uh, and uh, she's approachable. Um, we 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 did hit it off uh, fairly quickly and realized that we're both curious. We're both. Um, we were both good listeners, uh, and um, she was approachable, and, th and that that did not change through the whole thing. You you were that way the the whole way through, Katie, and and you will be f in the future. Sid, you talked about your grandson and how that has propelled some real like a whole different direction in life and some really important work you've been doing. Could you say whether more about that experience in particular or about the role of hardship in life and how um, life often presents us with things we would never choose, but we have to cope. And uh, it sounds like you've made a really great um, way of, of just directing your life, given what you had to face. Not easy. I don't recommend that path to anybody. In fact, like I said earlier, it's just, a, uh, but it's what happened. Um, we lost him at age, age 10. And um, Nobody wants to lose a son, grandson uh, at age 10, but he, um, he was a special kid. He was a very unique kid. Um, his first words were, what doing? Some of his first words. He'd always walk into the kitchen, M, called, called Mary, M, M, what doing? What doing? He, he turned over rocks and uh, he was a unique kid. We lost him. We were able, we've been able to move on from that very, very difficultly, but it taught me the need for uh, resilience, the need to forge ahead. Um, we, we put our sorrow into energy of building a building at the YMCA camp that is named after him. And um, those are great uh, legacies for, for Willem. And um, our family, I think we're closer. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, we're a small family, so uh, we're, uh, I know, uh, uh, so I, I'll, I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing a little bit about Willem and about how your family has come together to remember him and to make life better for others. Katie, I know that you're at a different stage in life. You're, you know, as you said, quite young. You're only in your second year of college. But have you had to work through anything tough um, that you learned from or that, um, you know, you just saw a different dimension in yourself as a result all four of my grandparents died pretty early on in my life and all in different ways but it all of them were very tragic um my grandma died of cancer when i was uh probably about nine and then i lost um two of my grandparents in a car crash pretty suddenly and then my grand my last grandpa died of covid last year and all of them, I think, were tough in their own ways, just in that, you know, how do you prepare for any of those realities? Um, and I think especially with my grandpa, because it was something that was so sudden, and especially with the uncertainty that COVID brings, I think 
I learned a lot that you just have to kind of enjoy the time you have. Um, you know, I see a lot of people um, where their grandparents still come to their plays and their grandparents still come to their sporting events and all that sort of stuff. And I would be a, a liar if I said I wasn't a little bit jealous that I couldn't have my grandparents be there as well. But, um, you know, I really appreciate the time that I did get with each of them individually, because I still do have a lot of great memories with all of them. But I definitely have a, an approach on enjoying what I have right now and staying grounded and present and where I'm at in life right now and not, you know, wishing any of that away because soon enough I'll be out of college and I won't have this anymore. So I think that's definitely been a big lesson through um, their deaths. Yeah, and you clearly both share a real commitment to that intergenerational connection within your families, the uh, connection between grandparents and grandchildren. What, what else would you talk about with our listeners as a benefit of an intergenerational relationship, uh, albeit this one is different, you're, you're doing it as part of a class project, um, you didn't know each other until a couple of months ago, but if you'd each say a little bit, Katie, maybe you could start and tell us what, what is the benefit of getting to know Sid and doing this project? I think that's something that I hear occasionally among people of my generation is just like this sentiment of like how different people of other generations are. And um, I wouldn't say I buy into that, but um, I think that meeting with Sid definitely confirmed that there are things that like just kind of transcend generation and don't really matter. Um, I know sharing some of like what I'm going through in life right now, he kind of had a similar outlook on it as I did. So I think that um, it's interesting to see what values and what ideas kind of aren't necessarily strictly generational and which ones are. And I think that's just been a really interesting thing to learn along the way. And Sid, for you, what would you say is the benefit of this kind of swap mate intergenerational relationship? Well, Katie, you uh, you captured it beautifully, girl. That's uh, really um, one of the things that is just an opportunity for me to connect with kids of, of the younger generation in college. I mean, obviously, I've got the two grandkids who are junior and senior in high school, but and and it, and it was great. I mean, we talked about um, whether whether uh, uh, gender equality is, is ever possible. We talked about racism. We talked about all sorts of different things that were um, uh, your joys and concerns, uh, uh, which, are, which are radically different <laughs> from generation to generation. But then again, as she said, it's the same. We're just, we're all on this earth together. We better get along and we better learn about each other. Can you tell me how you've been able to live more authentically or be more true to yourself as you've gotten older? Just by learning, I've learned that dishonesty always catches up with you. So I have found that uh, trying to live as authentically as possible is, has been a good, a good uh, mantra for me. I didn't like consequences of perhaps not being as authentic and honest as I should be when I was younger. I mean, as we do all do when we're younger, I mean, we screw up uh, more than when we get older. Uh, but um, 
uh, it does catch catch up with you. And I think that's the greatest lesson I've learned through uh, through through life. And 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 to be approachable. I want. I mean, I'm a curious soul, and I I mean I love engaging people. And um, by putting yourself out there, I get far more out of it than I do uh, than I uh, the other people do when we share. So. What advice would you give young adults? Be uh, uh, grounded in knowing who you are and people around you will notice, my gosh, he seems to be true to himself or herself. And I think that's, that's very important. Yeah. Katie, do you, do you get advice that you feel is, eh, I can, I I don't know about that one. And I'll give you an example. In our last podcast, we were talking about don't change or uh, stay the way you are, like common phrases that when I was young, people would write on your high school yearbook, you know, stay true to yourself or stay, those types of things. That's just an example. But do you hear anything, Katie, that you would think, I question that, but I don't know if I have the words to articulate why? I mean, I definitely remember feeling like that at points. And I think um, the feeling sticks around a lot longer than the words do. So I can't really (laughs) say with certainty something that I think, you know, is true like that. But um, I know something, at least personally for me, that Um, I wouldn't say is bad advice because I think I need to keep reminding myself that um, is the mantra of like, you've got all the time in the world. Um, And I know I need to keep reminding myself that because I'm one of those people where if I don't know exactly what I'm doing in five years, like to the day, like I start stressing out. So, um, but I wouldn't say that's bad advice. I think it's just, you know, something I have to keep reminding myself of as much as you know, I annoy hearing or reminding myself of it. I just need to keep doing it. Yeah, good. So, so Katie, how has the Generation Swap project with Sid aligned with the things that you're learning in your interpersonal communication class with Dr. Borton? Definitely, I see a lot of similarities. And I think that's the really, like, part of the reason I love studying communication so much is that, you know, I go into class and I learn something and then 10 minutes later, I see it playing out on campus. Um, And that's been kind of something that has been true, like since I've taken intro to communication back in my freshman year, like I walked out every day and I was like, oh my gosh, look, there's that on the street. So um, it's definitely aligned a lot. Um, There have been so many little instances where I've caught like myself or like something in Sid and I's conversation that aligns with a theory we learned about two weeks ago. So definitely a lot. I think that that's part of the reason that communication and studying it is just so cool is just that it's so practical and it happens all the time. So definitely um, a lot of crossover. Katie, can you think of a specific example? You just said sometimes you've walked out of class and just a few minutes later seen something that was a, a real world example. Does any specific uh, thing come to mind? Yeah, um, I'm trying to save you all the textbook lingo, but um, there's an 
uh, a theory called the social penetration theory. And um, that while there are definitely parts of it that don't apply to every situation, um, just uh, I've met a lot of people through this communication class that I haven't, including Sid. Um, and so just, you know, you start off and you're talking about very novel concepts, like what's your favorite color? Where'd you grow up? And then, you know, as you continue on in these relationships, um, you start to talk about things that are maybe a bit deeper, you know, like Sid and I both discuss the loss that we've experienced in our lives, but I didn't come into the coffee shop that day and start out with that, you know, you kind of have to work to get to that. So that's definitely been one um, that I've noticed a lot as I've been getting to know, uh, not only Sid, but the other people in my class um, that I haven't met before. So when you think about life after Aquinas, and I know Katie, you're still going to be around next year, which is great because that means that, you know, Sid and Cindy and I get to still see you, but what else would be helpful to learn from mentors or role models in your life, whether it's about career or relationships or anything else that might be important to you? Um, I think that one really important thing that I kind of came to the realization of when talking to Sid was the importance of family. Um, and not that I didn't have that basis before, but um, when Sid talked about retiring so he could save or he could use his time to spend with his family, that just really struck such a chord with me. I That really resonated with me. And um, I think that like especially right now, um, I'm in a phase of my life where I'm working a lot of little part-time jobs here and there where it's, you know, the message is always like, you gotta come in, you gotta pick up shifts, like you gotta just keep on grinding along and doing these jobs where um, I think sometimes I need to remind myself about how important it is to make sure that I find that balance of, you know, school and work and family and friends. Um, so, hearing Sid talk about how he was willing to retire to be able to spend um, time with Willem and the rest of his family, just, it was a good reminder and it was a good example of how, um, you know, I might need to make career choices that reflect that, but that's okay. And that's probably a good choice too. I'd like to chime in just to, as an offhanded deal. This girl is amazing. She held two, if not three jobs. She did this intergenerational swap thing. She was also in a play with, uh, last weekend. Um, uh, so there were lots of rehearsals and all that. Um, oh, yeah. And she was in college. That little thing called studying and stuff like that, right? So uh, you're, Katie, you're, you're an amazing young lady. Well, and Sid, you're highlighting something that oftentimes our college students have a lot of balls in the air and they don't really communicate or articulate all that. It's just almost part of the norm. What do you mean? You mean just, yeah, that, that, that's semi-hectic, chaotic. Uh, yeah, I get that. And if you're not, if you're not careful, that will continue into your life. You do that. We need to. We need to take time for ourselves. We need to take time um, away from the chaos, for sure. Because otherwise, you get caught up in that thing. I was working 70, 65, 75 hours a week for many years, and finally, I just, I, I got kicked. I just, I pulled myself back. You know, I 
much better person for it. And Sid, you know, thanks for seeing Katie in all of the beauty and fullness of her life and making her aware of it. that's not easy to do. She's spinning a lot of plates. Um, Dana and I, a year or two ago, were teaching a whole semester class. And it wasn't until the podcast interview that we found out that one of our students, who was often looking kind of tired at five o'clock in the afternoon when he'd arrived for class, We'll come to find out that he was driving a snowplow at night, doing an internship by day, and then trying to juggle a few classes in the early evening hours. It was no wonder he looked so low energy when he got to class, but we didn't know that. So you're right. Some of our students are wearing so many hats already at 19 and 20 years old. And I think it's, I'm sure, very helpful for Katie to know that you see all the things that she's doing and appreciate how already multi-talented and um, good at juggling she is. Right, right. She's a uh, she. She keeps it all together. She's. I don't know how you do it, Katie. I would agree. I also don't know how I do it. So. <laughs> I think it's almost like when I had my twins people would always say to me, and they were the, our firstborn, but people would always say, I don't know how you do it. I see you walking into the childcare center with two infant carriers and, and how do you do it? And my response was, I don't know any different. <laughs> what, what, well, is there an alternative? I didn't know that. And, and so for you, Katie, I wonder if it's almost that kind of mentality. I don't know any different. This is just what I do. Yeah, I definitely like starting in high school, I was one of those kids who's like doing a little bit of everything and um, being in a small high school really encouraged that, you know, I had to, I left from band rehearsal to go to student council and then I had drama rehearsal later in the evening, you know, and so I guess that's always just been kind of my life and I love it, you know, I'm always having stuff to do and I've had a ton of experiences, but yeah, you know, we're coming up on finals and then a month from now I'm going to be sitting at home and like all right what do I do because after I come home from work I'm not gonna like have 10 chapters to read so yeah it's definitely always kind of been a part of my life to just have a lot of things going on. Katie's parents would go to marches in the 70s whatever it was whatever it was and they're both pastors, so they would put their collars on and go march against or for whatever it was. I'm going, what a tremendous role model. And uh, uh, she's, that's why you're so grounded. You know, you, you're, I mean, this, this girl is grounded. Uh, you know, she's, she's gonna forge, uh, forge a deep path through her life, which she's already doing. That's awesome. Is there anything else either of you want to share with our listeners? I, I, I think the term that was used somewhere is radical collaboration. And I've got a saying, not mine, in, in all things, be curious and ask others for help. Because let's face it, we're not smart enough to get through this thing alone. And that's, that's a good thing. And that's why this beauty of this this uh, semester, these these times with Katie is is what what you guys are doing is so so important. You know, I learned a lot about the generation. I learned that uh, milk is can get ripped off or thrown away out of refrigerators. Uh, 
things like all those roommate issues that that, that come up and uh, it's it's great to realize uh, that uh, to get back into uh, finding out what what kids are doing these days it's been an honor oh thank you what about you what about you katie i think that overall i've just learned the the value of intergenerational relationships and especially not having my grandparents around like how valuable those relationships are. It was a really good reminder of, um, of what they can bring. And um, Sid, you know, through sharing his stories really just reminded me a lot of things that I needed to remind myself. Um, and I found just that so inspiring. And um, I'm, I'm a people person. So I just, I could sit and listen to people talk about, you know, their stories and their interests and that sort of stuff forever. And so getting to meet another person then as well and get to know them and who they are is, has just been so valuable to me. So um, I definitely would encourage um, something like this. If, if, you know, you're also a person who likes getting to know people, like it, it's just been valuable for sure. Yep. Well, we want to thank both of you today for building the SWATmate relationship and for being a part of the program. A big thank you to Dr. Ian Borton and to the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute for their partnerships as well. And a thank you to you, the listeners. You can find Generation Swap wherever you get your podcasts or on our website, generationswap.com. Until next time.